This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Molly Stentz. Dylan Brogan is on assignment. So, Madison quarrels over how to address our housing shortage without pricing Madisonians out. Woodman's East is raising the roof to increase space for organics. Tinseltown's TV show Top Chef plans to shoot in Madison. And our squad is growing. It's Friday, July 14th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. It's the Great Friday News Roundup, the It Finally Rained edition. With us this week is straight shooter and big gun Molly Stentz. Howdy, Molly. Yeehaw! And I'm your wind whisperer, Bianca Martin, guiding us today. Chief Cowboy Dylan is out with a top security clearance level mission. I know. I think we scared him off with all that mustard talk yesterday. So he's out of here. I don't know. The news don't snooze. And speaking of news, there are some big happenings in Madison Media Land. We've got a special guest. It's CityCast CEO David Plotz. Hey, David. Hey, how are you guys doing? It's fun to have you with us. It's really nice to be here. Usually I'm just here to ask dumb questions about Madison, but <laughs> I'm so happy to be here to share our big news about Madison Media. CityCast Madison is getting hitched. We have merged CityCast Madison with the wonderful Madison Minutes newsletter. So I think if you uh, are familiar with Madison Media, which I guess you and your listeners are, you know that that uh, Madison Minutes is this fantastic daily newsletter about what's happening in your city, about events, about news, about uh, ways you can be a better citizen. This week, we acquired Madison Minutes. And CityCast, in every city where we operate, we have a daily newsletter and a daily podcast. And in Madison, it was different because you guys just had the podcast and we were partnering on the newsletter. Now now we have that uh, that full double-decker combination of newsletter and podcast. And we think that's going to be Where are we going to have the wedding? <laughs> Cabos? I don't know. The, the Mustard Museum? The mu- the, <gasps> I love it! The House on the Rock? We want a party! <laughs> Mustard Museum would be great. I just think it's great news. It'll be great news for Madison Media because these are two wonderful entities that work really well together and that are just going to give people more uh, ways to connect with their city, know more about their city, have more tools to be active citizens of the city. Totally. This is good news, y'all. What's different? A lot of the stuff is going to be the same, but you're going to hear more Haley and Sam on the podcast, right? And you're going to see more of us in the newsletter. We're all family now, so... We were before, but now it's official. 
Now we're dragging out those family photos. You're going to hear all about our summer vacation. We're putting them in the newsletter. How we first met. You know? <laughs> our meet cute. Yes. <sighs> we have keys to the house. It's happening. <laughs> David, we really appreciate you for coming on and, and uh, giving folks this scoop. It's an exciting time. I'm so excited for it. And I love, and it's, it makes me feel so good because I love your podcast. I don't live in Madison, obviously, but it seems so great. It's so full of life and vitality. And Madison Minutes, when I read it, I'm like, this is so great and so full of life and vitality. And you guys are both so connected to the city where you live. It feels like you're both making a difference in the city where you live. And I love the idea of these two powerful entities now, now a single combined powerful entity making your city a better place. So I can't wait to listen and read and see what you all do. So good luck. Get to it. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, on to more Madison news. There's some big news in housing. Yes, we have a housing shortage in Madison. And, you know, that should not come as a surprise to anyone who has looked for an apartment to rent or a house to buy in the past few years or has just seen prices gone up and up and up and up. After the financial collapse, we just did not have the housing construction at the rate that we used to in past decades. And more people are moving here, right? Dane County is the fastest growing area of Wisconsin. People want to live here. So yeah. that's a good thing. We're constantly right? on lists for how beautiful it is here. And all. so people want in. So it, it was a little surprising that the Madison City Council chose not to approve a housing development on campus to build this big student housing project. Mm-hmm. That happened just a couple weeks ago, the end of June. The development would create more than 200 housing units. It's at the corner of Dayton and Johnson and Bassett, right across from the Bassett Street Brunch Club. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've gone to a Shabbat in one of those those areas. You know that area. Uh, I've heard people dub it as like uh, Condo Canyon now. I mean, not that they're condos. A lot of them are apartments, but it's growing up. It's literally growing up. It's becoming more dense. A lot more buildings going up. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of these like kind of run down, ramshackle, but maybe affordable student housing, housing, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the old duplexes and two flats that are they're charming for someone who's 18 or 19 you know uw students right well i mean remember how exciting it is when you like you get your first apartment you know and you get to live on your own you get to do whatever (laughs) you want it's those kind of houses right like what's happening is those houses are being replaced by big tall buildings because otherwise Mm -hmm. you don't build up you build out you build further out then you got to build all the city services, right? You got to run buses, you right. got to put the sewer in, you know, it gets more costly. So, But this one was shot down, huh? So it was. But that was then, this is now, this week, the council was like, never mind, we're going to make it happen. So it was a very long, very long meeting into the wee hours of the night at the city council meeting. And, and they went for it, right? So they're like, yeah, actually, we are going to rezone this to allow for these huge high density buildings. So they did it they they did a one. They did a flip. 
They, they flipped. flipped. They flip-flopped. So what happened here? Why was the council so opposed to it just a few weeks ago? And now they're like, yeah, let's do it. Well, the mayor, for one thing, she says... Well, I share the urgency to create more affordable housing and specifically more affordable housing for students. Preventing this development would have done nothing to advance that goal. That was what she said. Um, Also, the city attorney weighed in, as they so often do, and was like, yeah, here's the thing. Not having affordable units cannot be a reason to deny zoning under state law. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, waka. So affordable housing was the main concern, right? Like maybe you're wondering like, well, why would people be against this thing to begin with? Or maybe you're wondering why would anybody want this in the the first place? Mm -hmm. Just to break it down, students in the neighborhood were saying like, look, this is going to be luxury housing. Like we we can't afford this. This is not going to benefit us. It's not going to help us. Like We kind of like these, you know, ramshackle houses because that's what keeps things affordable. They know they're not palaces, but it's fine. So that's been the contention is like Madison needs affordable housing. And does this help? Is this affordable housing? There's been this debate about like what it is because the developer does not use the word luxury. Like they don't use that term. They are sticking to their guns. Pew, pew. And they're like, this is market rate, market rate housing, right? That's the phrase they use over and over again. Students and neighbors have said, we don't consider that that's market rate. And also, we need affordable housing. So the zoning has changed. Yeah. So they're rezoning it and it's happening. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a bummer, like walking down State Street for me, just knowing what it used to look like and feel like, wow, it doesn't feel so much like for me. (laughs) If I was a student, I wouldn't live there. I would have to go further away. Yeah. And so it's this catch-22 because in order to keep housing affordable, you got to keep building it, right? Because otherwise, if if the landlords and the developers have all the power, have all the cards, because there's like multiple people for every apartment, then they can charge whatever they want, right? But then on the other hand, when new developments get built, they tend to be for more money. Mm -hmm. You know, they tend to raise prices too. So... It's such a struggle, and I feel like Madison's not unique, but it's hitting us hard, and it's a big debate, and it's not going anywhere. So we'll keep talking about it. Yep. Love to hear what you think. We're at Madison at citycast.fm. Well, so much more news to get into, but before we do that, we should hear what you got planned for the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. While we're talking about luxury housing, uh, let's talk about something affordable in this city. The Century Plus Old Grocery Store, Woodman. Friend to many, friend to all. Woodman's East is going through a much needed $4 million remodel right now. And those of you Boy, who is shop- it. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I just said, boy, is it? It's just so funny because like you go into the produce, like you walk right in, you go to the produce section and there's just like big wires hanging down from the ceiling and pipes running everywhere and dudes on ladders. And you're just like, what is happening here? Yeah, it's like, is the Terminator going to walk through here? <laughs> like, take you out? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it looks kind of pretty gnarly. <laughs> um, so it, it was a much needed remodel. Um, so yeah, those of us have already um, been there and shopped there know this to be the case. Um, the latest, they are temporarily shutting down the deli counter and their meat department. And you might think, hey, come on, Bianca, this is news. But I want to talk about this because there's some more meat to this story, even if it's currently hard to find at Woodman's. <laughs> the meat, here's the meat. The president of Woodman's, Clint Woodman, said the reasons behind the remodel is complex. But believe it or not, one of the main reasons is it's trying to expand the number of items that they are going to offer which I didn't know a store could get bigger than Woodman's. <laughs> They're going to cram more things into Woodman's. That is a feat. I'm just like, this is the biggest store I've ever been in. But there's a reason behind it. The reason why they're expanding is because apparently Woodman's East is its organic off- offerings, like pales in comparison to most other Woodman's in the area. It is true that compared to all the other stores that we have in the area, particularly the new ones that have come in, right? Like new Hy-Vees that are coming in and Willie Street Co-op expanding. Uh, they did seem a little behind. Like they still were like, oh, here's your natural organic things in the corner. Like, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a market for it. So yeah, I saw from the Madison.com article, I was reading about it. Woodman said most Woodman stores have like two and a half aisles of natural and organic foods. And Madison East just has the one. I call foul. (laughs) I have such mixed feelings about this because I guess the thing I kind of love about Woodman's is the grunge factor. (laughs) They just let it all hang out at Woodman's. (laughs) (laughs) yes it's our homegrown we're proud of it yeah and they're just like you know you go to the produce aisle and they're just like here's the case of produce we just put the whole case out there you dig you find it you know we're not gonna like primp it and you know repack it and you know they're just like (laughs) it's utilitarian very down to earth so much so i was reading like on reddit and people were talking about the mold on the produce section and they were (gasps) saying someone was like someone was you know throwing shade about mold on something and people were like we like the mold that's the best mold there is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> compared to other stores. And I was like, I was, yeah, I was like, that is hilarious. But yeah, another thing I read a subreddit thread was, um, yeah, the East Side is like, quote, the redheaded stepchild of the franchise. <gasps> and I don't like to hear that. <laughs> I don't like to hear that because it just makes me feel like it raises issues of equity. Like, why would this one be in such disarray and people and some of the other ones are are ahead of the game? Um, it's something I'd like to know. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I kind of hope they don't fancify Woodman's. Like, because there's a time and place and there's room in the market for lots of different groceries and experiences. And I kind of yeah. like my... Woodman's 
blue collar and utilitarian. That's fair. I'm actually glad that you're saying that. I just I but we can expand the offerings, right? Bring in more produce, but don't change the vibe. And like, don't raise the prices, because that's always what I think is like, you put in a big remodel, you make it all pretty and fancy, then you're like, cha-ching, cha-ching, got to raise the prices to pay for Mm. that, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's it's it's the affordable option, you know, for families. And, you know, times are hard. We need it to stay. Don't raise the prices, Mr. Woodman. We beg. We (laughs) beg of you. There's just other fancy new grocery stores. Just right. Let us have our let us our have our endearing and old and grungy. Yes. Know <laughs> your be. power. Know your power. Woodman's East. You're <laughs> for the people. <laughs> you're a grungy place for the people. But yeah, things are moving around <laughs> in the Speaking store. Speaking of moving around, we had such a fun week, y'all. We had such a fun week road we tripping. Did. We did. Are you sad it's over? I'm exceptionally sad that it's over. <laughs> like, I am in the corner, you know, listening to Morrissey or something. <laughs> I'm crying. Like, we had so much fun. And it, we basically, when each place that we went to, I loved every place we went. <laughs> we heard from some of you, which I love. That was one of my favorite parts was just sharing these experiences with you and then learning from you and hearing from you. So, yeah, we heard from Tony Walker, a local architect who actually went to the Frank Lloyd Wright School of Architecture, has a master's. He had some insight about Taliesin, our first experience back on Monday. And... He is here to tell us it has a different pronunciation than we ever knew or have experienced. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. He says it's pronounced Tally Eason. Tally Eason. That it's that it's Welsh, which we know, and that it's originally had a had a hyphen in it. Tally Eason. Tally Eason. Now we know. Now we know. And he also said that we did see Tally Eason one and two. Along with Taliesin 3. Oh, I'm still going to say it wrong. So he said when Wright had income, that there were periods of expansion. And when there were fires, the entire building didn't burn down. So he said we actually did see portions of the original two buildings without knowing which portions they were. Interesting. Yeah. He had a lot of thoughts um, about the foundation, too. But that was cool. Thanks for adding to our knowledge, Tony. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Did y'all have thoughts about House on the Rock? Yes. Uh, We got a range of comments from y'all. Just a few of them like, quote, a truly bizarre and unsettling place, in my opinion. (laughs) Another so trippy and overwhelming. Just there. Loved the crazy bathrooms. Another. This place is a nightmare. (laughs) And so many of you wanted to shout out Neil Gaiman, which Mm -hmm. we totally missed. Gordon Mm -hmm. wrote us to say, hey, a few episodes of Neil Gaiman's American Gods TV series prominently feature the carousel from House on the Rock as a plot device in the second season. So, yeah, we have to watch. I got to check it out now. Yep. (laughs) Somehow I've met some of the actors on that show, (laughs) but I still haven't watched it. Um, But we love Neil Gaiman. It's on our list. We're now schooled. Thank you, dear listeners. 
And the Cave of the Mounds brought back memories for some. Our friend over at Madison 365 had this to say. Hello, CityCast friends. This is Rob Chappell from Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. Longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I uh, appreciated your visit to Cave of the Mounds the other day. I, uh, I was disappointed, however, to find out that the tours are self-guided. I actually was a tour guide there. It was my first job ever uh, from, uh, I think, summer of 1989 through 93 or so. I was one of those teenagers working, uh, <laughs> giving tours. We had to uh, give a whole tour. For, it took about an hour. Uh, we did four or five tours a day. Uh, if you gave a sixth tour, you got a $5 bonus. I think it was $5. And in between tours, we were selling uh, cave dogs, which is just a hot dog with stuff on it and uh, fudge and all those other souvenirs you mentioned. And to answer Dylan's question, yes, we absolutely had creationists. We had a creationist who worked there, uh, who was uh, one of our tour guide bosses, uh, had a very strange way to justify everything. But most of the creationists who came through, um, they're rare, and um, most would just sort of chuckle to themselves when we talked about the thing being 600 million years old or whatever. Um, and uh, we're not very confrontational, but yes, uh, they were there. So anyway, I would, um, as disappointed as I am that the tours are self-guided now, uh, I would echo and endorse your conclusion that it's definitely worth a visit. Thanks for all you do. Have a great weekend. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. That is so good, Rob. <laughs> and we got an answer to our query. <laughs> We also had a, had a teacher uh, send us a message. In the 70s, I was teaching in a school in Madison, and in this, one, of, one of the trips that we took was to the Cave of the Mounds. And there was a particularly active first grader. And when we were going through the cave, the guide said most people never get to experience complete blackness. And then he turned out the lights. This little child who before had been so bold suddenly was afraid to death. And he not, he just climbed up my body, clung to my neck. And although the lights came back on very shortly, he did not let go of me for the rest of the trip through the cave of the mountains. Gotta love that. Well, we know Dylan went to, on those school trips as a kid. I wish I had gone, truly. it's That's such a good place for science. You still grew up to have a love of rocks, so. I did. Wisconsin couldn't escape me. <laughs> the geology. And we got a mustard museum pun, um, which was everyone must have heard how great this spot is by now. This is not Dylan Brogan at gmail.com. <laughs> this is not Dylan Brogan. <laughs> Dylan, stay home. <laughs> Some burner account email that we got from the road. Okay. <laughs> oh well. TLDR, we had a blast. It was so much fun. And you should catch those episodes if you, you guys haven't already when you get a chance. Where should we go next? Where should we go next? Madison at citycast.fm. Hey, you could you too can leave us a voicemail. 608. 318-3367. We do read them and listen to them all. And who knows? We might make a show. We get really good ideas from y'all. We really do. 
And hey, before we go, uh, you know, we're talking about mustard, talking about food. Not sure we can get away without mentioning the hot Hollywood goss. And it's not really goss. It's news. Top Chef, the TV show, is going to blaze into Madison for shooting. <laughs> Are you a fan, Molly? I have an admission, which is that I've literally never seen it. And I basically know nothing about TV or movies, as some of you know, um, which is hilarious because my brother actually works in the biz. But I do love the idea of cooking shows because I love cooking. And you're good at cooking. I, yes. I Well, I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can own it. <laughs> you work for it. But what I really love is that they're now discovering what we already know, which is how excellent our food scene is here. I'm just like, yes, we're being discovered. <laughs> for what it's worth, I actually haven't seen the show either. I really hope they highlight local producers because, you know. They are the true stars of the scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, without them, um, we'd have not, we would be without the food. Yes. <laughs> but in terms of entertainment, Mal, are you going to the FET? I am so happy that the FET is here. It is one of my favorite summer festivals, which I know is like picking a favorite. You have I the right. I can't deny it. It's so it's, good. I love the FET. It's so big and full and lively. So many freaking stages this year. It's almost overwhelming. And it's still amazing to me that it's free. And I do feel like some people sleep on it, that it's just like, of course, of course, we have so many summer festivals all over the city. So many things to do. So much amazing music and community and great food. And plus, I love that it's outdoors because, you know, me, crowds, still not still not really into it. Yeah, I hear this really good point that it's free and people are producing it. There's a lot of work that goes into that. So thank you guys for for that and everyone, all the community partners and everything, because it is just a delight. And it's New Orleans themed. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to go. Laissez les bon temps (laughs) rouler. Definitely going. I'm definitely going. You might catch me there. Might see you guys there. Come up, say hey. Um. We love you, and, and that's all for the week. A tout à l'air. Mouli. Mouli, thank you for rounding up the news with me. Mouli, <laughs> mouli. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. We're produced by Molly Stentz and Dylan Brogan. Additional production this week by Elizabeth Kama. Our roving producer is Elizabeth Kama. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. You can also get more news delivered right to your inbox from our newsletter, Madison Minutes. And hey, if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone stocking the shelves at Woodman's? See you back here Monday morning with more news from around the city. Smell you later.